Yes, good morning. Pastor Sean asked me to speak as I just completed a missions trip to Rome uh, where I was for the last six months. My name is Epaphroditus. I'm from the city of Philippi, which is a Roman colony in Macedonia, which you know is Greece. Uh, you also may know of the city Philippi because the Apostle Paul founded the church there about seven years ago in the year 55. It was about five years ago that my family and I came to faith in Christ, and the churches phenomenally blessed us. And, uh, but we love the pastor, but we always remember the role that the Apostle Paul played in the church. About a year ago, we heard that the Apostle Paul was put in prison in Rome, and we were greatly distressed. We started praying for him fervently, and as we were praying, the Holy Spirit spoke to us and said to take up an offering for his well-being. So we took up this offering, and it was very significant. And the pastor came to me and said, would you be willing to deliver, personally deliver, this offering to the Apostle Paul in Rome? I said to the pastor, I said, why me? I'm just a lay person in the church. Why not a leader? Paul doesn't know who I am. Why would you ask me to make that 800-mile trip all the way to Rome? And the pastor said, no, I believe that God wants you to make the trip. And as I prayed about it, I felt, yes, the Lord was leading me to make this trip. So in January, I departed. It took about six weeks. Uh, I was delayed a little because of bad weather and delays, but I made it to Rome. At first, I couldn't find the Apostle Paul because he was not in a public jail. But as I searched around uh, the city and I asked people, I found that he was in a rented house. Uh, but he was in prison. He was chained to a guard 24 hours a day, seven days a week, by the wrist. There would be uh, four guards, each taking a six-hour shift uh, with Paul. I had met Paul two times at the church in Philippi on his second and third missionary journey. But he doesn't really know me. Again, I'm just a layperson. I'm not the pastor. I'm not one of the elders. As I walked in, he didn't know who I was. But when I told him that I was from the church at Philippi, my, you should have seen the look on his face. Uh, his face lit up, and he got this huge smile on his face, and he went and he gave me a huge bear hug, chains and all, that poor guard. He couldn't believe that somebody had come 800 miles from Philippi with a gift. He, was, he loves his churches, and he just couldn't wait to get news about what was going on at his church in Philippi, and he was so excited to hear how we were growing and how the Lord was blessing. Well, as I showed him the gift, I realized we had a problem. First of all, the gift really wasn't safe in the rented house with the guards coming and going, and secondly, the Apostle Paul couldn't leave to go to the marketplace, so the money had no value in and of itself. So I, each day I would go to the marketplace, I would buy the food and the necessities that Paul needed, and I would bring them back. And after about a week, I said to myself, what a blessing I have to be sitting at the feet of the Apostle Paul, listening to him talk about theology and Christ and the resurrection. Because Paul would have visitors every day, mostly Jews, but there would also be some Romans that would come and visit him. And I tell you that three years in seminary, 
would not equal the six months I had sitting at the feet of the Apostle Paul, hearing him discuss theology and the love of Christ. You see, Paul was in chains, but the message was not hindered by the Apostle Paul. He shared, he, he shared every, all the time regarding his love for Christ and also the importance of the resurrection. But I also noticed as I went into the marketplace day after day, I was being changed. <clears throat> I, I, all of a sudden, I wasn't just going to the marketplace to buy food. I was going looking for opportunities to share about Christ. And as I was going into the marketplace, suddenly that beggar on the side of the street, I wasn't just passing him, ignoring him, thinking I'm not here to, uh, to take care of him. I would stop and I would find out what the needs are and I would give him something to eat. Or that widow at the side of the street, I also would, would take care of her. Suddenly people mattered to me. And then God started opening doors. I wanted to share about Jesus for the first time in my life. And as I started to share, people started to respond. And if I couldn't answer the question, I would bring them back to Paul and listen to what he had to say. But for the first time in my life, I was seeing people come to faith in Christ. I couldn't believe it. I'm a lay person. I'm nobody special. I don't have theological training. But hearing Paul speak, the love of Christ was filling my spirit. And I couldn't help talking to people about Jesus. What was also amazing was watching Paul talk to the guards. Paul knew the guards were angry and resentful that they were being forced to be chained to Paul for six hours every day. But Paul showed the love of Christ to these guards. He was patient. He was kind. He would ask about their families, how he could pray for them. Eventually, the guards would say, Paul, why are you, in, why are you chained to us? And he would share with them the death and resurrection of Christ. At first, they would be perplexed. It makes no sense why you're chained because you believe that a man died and came back to life. But when he shared the significance of the resurrection and salvation for all who believe, they understood the importance of what he was saying. And amazingly, two of the guards came to faith in Christ. And they even started talking about their faith to the other guards. Now I tell you, this is really dangerous stuff. Because you know, under Roman law, if you're a Christian, you can be put to death. And if you're a Roman guard, a centurion, you definitely will be put to death. But it seemed like they couldn't help but talk about Jesus. I said to Paul, what is your secret? He said, oh, Epaphroditus, prayer. Every day I pray for these guards. Only God can open the hearts and minds of people to hear and receive Jesus Christ. After five months, I suddenly got ill. I think it was typhoid fever from the water. You know, the water in Rome was not as pure as the water in Philippi. It was a low-grade fever at first. I was still going to the marketplace, still caring, still ministering. But then after about a week, I got really sick. About 104, 105 temperature. I was almost near death. Paul was greatly distressed, thinking Epaphroditus came to minister to me and now he's going to die. 
um, somebody from Asia Minor visited and sent word back to the church at Philippi to be praying for me. I was really near death's door for about a week. But as people were praying, a number of all the Christians that Paul knew were praying, God miraculously healed me after about 10 days. And Paul was greatly relieved as everybody around us. As I got better, Paul said, you know, I really think you need to get back to the church at Philippi. They've heard that you're sick. We need to let them know that you're okay, that God has brought healing to your body. And I agreed. So I started to head back about three weeks ago. I'm on my, I'm on my way back to Philippi. But I got a problem. As I was leaving, Paul gave me a letter to give to the church at Philippi. You know, Paul does this. He writes these letters, and they're given to the church, and the church reads them. There's a paragraph in this letter. I opened it because it wasn't sealed, and there's a paragraph in the letter that I'm really distressed about, and I don't know what to do. Let me read to you this paragraph. I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and my minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy, and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service. Now you have to understand that these letters, when they're given to the church, they're not just read one time to the church and then thrown away. These letters are copied over and over and over again, and they're distributed to all the churches. It's possible this letter could be read by all the churches in Asia Minor, all throughout the Roman Empire, every church, every Christian church possibly, even Jerusalem could possibly read this letter. I don't want people to look at me as somehow worthy of some honor. I am just a lay person. I was just doing my duty. I was just delivering a gift. I'm the one that has been blessed. I'm the one that is thankful for what God has done in my life. I was delivering a gift, and I received a greater gift. Paul ministered to me. He changed my life. He showed me how God can use me to touch people's lives. I am so grateful. I don't want people to think that somehow I'm a special person worthy of some great honor. That's not true. I'm just a lay person. I'm just the average person being called by God to touch people's lives. That's all I was doing. And I am so grateful. I have been changed by Paul, by the Spirit of God. And God gave me the opportunity to see people come to Jesus Christ. I don't know what to do about this letter. I don't want people to see me as somebody. It could be read for many years. And I'm greatly distressed about that. But I want to continue to minister in the grace of God. Now, Pastor Sean has told me that there's a number of people that are going to be coming up here in your area, right here in Brunswick and Medina, that are going to share about opportunities that you have 
to also minister in your community just like I was given the opportunity. You won't have to travel 800 miles. You can travel two miles. But you also can be blessed by saying yes. Imagine if I would have said no to my pastor. I would have, been, I would have robbed myself of a great gift, a gift of being at the feet of Paul and allowing God to use me to minister to many people. What a tragic mistake that would have been.